No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature cons and the views and opinions expressed by the coast are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smackin' Raw podcast episode 121. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I am here as always with my co host, Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka T Bag, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC. A.K.A. King Dingling. So I got a question. With you being King That Thing and the <laughs> Dragon King. I might have to say the King That Thing also. Anyway, yeah. And the Dragon King. Are you King of Two Lands or, you, or is King That Thing also King of Dragons because of that thing? Like, how does that work? King can rule can rule many realms, sir. I understand that, I but he's dragon realm. Therefore, I am the dragon king. Okay, and I am King Dangling, aka King That Thing, because my ding my Dangling or thing is king. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's about that time, Travis. Uh, I'm gonna need you. To slide into Sasha's DMs, and while you're doing that, I, yeah, I realize she just does not seem to know that I am King Dingling. Apparently not. Uh, while you're doing that, once you uh, find your new panda gift, I'm gonna need you to show us the last week's panda gift because we ended up getting into a conversation, and we never uh, discussed or saw what that panda gift was. Oh. And while Travis is doing that, here's a little something for y'all. Slide into DMs, Travis. Stop dancing. So, you see both of them, the one from last week and the one from this week is there. All right, so last week we had a panda throwing a shit fit and tearing up an office. And this week we got pandas wrestling on a slide. It looks like three pandas wrestling on a slide. Four? Four pandas. Like it is a foursome on a slide. It's like it's like the evolution of the first one I sent with just one panda going down the slide. Now yeah, now there's four tussling. On the same slide. I like it. I like it. Hopefully, Escalation. Sasha. Escalation. 
hopefully Sasha eventually says, what the fuck is wrong with you and what is your infatuation with pandas? <laughs> uh, we also, because uh, my internet took a shit on Sunday, I rebooted everything to make sure we were good tonight. Glad to uh, we never got to talk about, thank you, we never got to talk about Keith Lee. So I just want, real quick, here in the beginning of the show, you to give your thoughts on Keith Lee's performance because I believe between him and Rhea Ripley, those were the two big breakout performances from Survivor Series. So uh, Keith Lee being the final man for Team NXT and facing down Roman Reigns. Listen, I've said it before. I will say it again. Keith Lee is a motherfucking star. All right. I cannot wait until that star finally ascends and we can all bask in his glory. As a matter of fact, we need to just bask in his glory right now because this dude is the motherfucking truth. All right. Oh, I've been basking. No, Travis. no, 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 basking. no, no. You are talking right now. Hush and bask in this man's glory. Thank you. Now, as I was saying, I don't remember. I lost my train of thought because you threw me off by disrespecting Keith Lee and not basking in his glory. Well, while you're trying to pick up your train of thought, I'm going to need us as a wrestling community and as Dragon Ball Z fans, to support Keith Lee. And I want to see every time he goes and gets someone up in the spirit bomb, hands reached out like you are giving him your energy for that motherfucking spirit bomb. That's what I need. Do it. I want to see an entire crowd of just arms in the air giving up their energy for that spirit bomb to finish that match. Yeah, man, it needs to be a thing where, like, he kind of holds it so everybody can give him their energy, and then he drops the spirit bomb. That needs to be a thing. I agree. All right. Uh, did you uh, happen to go back and finish that episode of the Broken Skulls sessions with Stone Cold and Undertaker? No, I did not. I thought I would have time, and then I did not. Um, Travis, let me just tell you. Never did I think in my life that I would get to sit down in the comfort of my own home and enjoy the two most influential professional wrestlers in my life, my two all-time favorite wrestlers, sit down, drink whiskey, and talk. Just man-to-man. I mean, just blatantly drinking Jack Daniels whiskey. That didn't even hide the bottle. Like, I don't know if they got paid or if Jack said it's cool or what, but they just, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but uh, neither The Undertaker nor Stone Cold give a fuck. Now, I will say this. It threw me off at first because I am not used to seeing Undertaker out of character. Or just hearing his normal speaking voice. Exactly. Because even when he was American badass Undertaker and he spoke, he didn't sound like that. But it was one of the coolest fucking wrestling things I have been exposed to in the last week. I absolutely loved it. And it needs to be said that Undertaker definitively pointed out that when he's ready to retire, he will retire. And it's completely his decision. So everyone's sitting there being like, oh, he should have retired here. He should have retired there. Yeah, I'm looking at you, King, whatchamacallit. Yeah, King that thing. He'll retire when the fuck he wants to. Also, your okay. boy The Rock went on Twitter. He's wrong. And he was doing that whole he was doing that whole Mount Rushmore thing. And someone's like, Oh, what about Andre? And he goes, Listen, Andre the Giant and the Undertaker breathe a different air than the rest of us. They're at a table all their own, and it is a table for two. He said the Undertaker is above Mount Rushmore. So you respect The Rock, and you stop talking shit about The Undertaker retiring. You let that man leave when he is ready to leave. 
See, here's the thing what you don't understand. It's not me talking shit about The Undertaker. It is the fact that I respect him so much that I don't want to see him in this light. I want to remember him the way I saw him after number 20, the end of an era, when it was just him and Triple H and Shawn Michaels at the end, like, all right, cool. This is us. We were the shit. Boom. That was 28. That was win number 20. Oh, win 20. WrestleMania 28. Yeah, yeah. Talking win number 20. Um, also, it has been announced that along with Corey Graves podcast, who we'll be talking about here in a second, uh, cared that the new day Corey Graves had to say, huh? I didn't know anybody cared that much about what Corey Graves had to say. We're going to get into it. The new day are starting their own podcast. I believe next week makes sense because Xavier Woods needs something to do. <laughs> The Feel the Power podcast. Like, he is like, um, if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, you see he is like losing his shit because he can't like fucking wrestle. So he's just mm-hmm. like trying to fill his time with shit. It's funny as fuck. Uh, not well, well, we'll talk about that here in a second, too. Uh, also, this Sunday is WWE's Starcade. I believe there are only two matches announced Sasha and Bailey versus Becky and Charlotte and the Kabuki Warriors. Versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Matt. Yeah. I just got a DM. From Sasha? Damn, no, it wasn't Sasha. Never mind. No, then I don't care. I know. I know. I didn't know who it was from, though. <laughs> I just saw I had, I had a notification of a DM on Instagram. Oh, I'm like, oh, shit, who is it? Oh, no. Never mind. Starcade, Sunday. I don't know. It might be a Four Corners match, four tag teams. It looked to me like it was two matches. So it's either the Kabuki Warriors versus... Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Bailey and Sasha versus Becky and Charlotte, or Sasha and Bailey versus Becky and Charlotte and the Kabuki Warriors versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. You want to do the fun one to talk about first or the serious one? Because we got two more things to talk about before we get into Raw. Is that where you want me to shoot my shot? I'm saying, are you seeing this face? Yeah. Serious. And who does not give a fuck. Yeah, I know. Uh serious or fun first. I don't, I don't I don't care. I don't know. Fun. Okay. Batista and Dana Brooke. Oh, I do care. Have been oh, I know you do. <laughs> all over Twitter, just causing all sorts of fun back and forth. Batista shot his shot. Looks like he hit that three pointer. Nothing but net. Uh it's great. Entertaining. Dana Brooke booty. Yeah. He's about to, Way it's to about go. turn into it's about to turn into N Flex T. That's what it's about to be. <laughs> Get it. I applaud you, sir. I applaud you. And last but not least in news oh, we're done. and rumors. That already? That was oh, if you got bored, keep going. I mean, you just, you know. I don't know. It's just, it just feels like it deserves more time than that. You know? <laughs> well, we're going to give it more time when we get to SmackDown because I saw something on Twitter that relates to what we saw on SmackDown, which involved Dana Brooke. So we'll discuss that when we get there. Okay. So we cool. can come back to it. All the end of SmackDown. So, all right, let's talk. Let's keep okay. going. I'm sorry. Uh, during NXT I'm War Games, Corey Graves tweeted out some things inadvertently directed at Moro Ronaldo, which resulted in Moro deleting his Twitter, 
not being at Survivor Series and also not being on NXT this week. Um, Moro suffers. Uh, he is bipolar. He suffers from uh, manic episodes and depression. Uh, this happened once before when he was on SmackDown, and it seems like Corey Graves' comments may have triggered something along these lines. Um, basically, Maury, uh, Maury, uh, basically, Moro was being Moro. Moro is a very powerful voice and a very powerful personality, and Corey Graves said something along the lines of, not that you know this, but there are a former Ring of Honor champion and WWE Hall of Famer who are also on commentary that might actually have something to lend to the product. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the problem with the way that they approach things here, because they tend to just, you know, is the, is Twitter a work? Is it a shoot? You know, it's just, it's one of them things that you like, just kind of go back and forth as whether or not they're going to use it or they're going to let it be just, you know, its own thing. Or they're like, oh, we're going to incorporate that now. Or no, that's just Twitter. You know, you go back and forth as to whether or not it's, in, you know, part of the product or not. And they blur that line. And so sometimes shit like this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, Corey Graves did apologize. And he did say he was just trying to stir some shit up. Yeah. Because it was Survivor Series and it was brand warfare and so on and so exactly. forth. That's but I took it too. But it's just. It was all pointed out to him also that when you're dealing with someone that you know suffers from a mental illness, you need to pick your spots and choose carefully what you're going to say, um, especially someone that is, for whatever reason, so vocally criticized on Twitter as Moro has been in the past. Yeah, people don't like Moro. I mean, somebody was – they talk about all the rap references he makes – and it's pop culture references, which, I mean, here's the thing. It got it's on my weird. nerves at first, too. To me, you know? Yeah, it got on my nerves first, too, and all that. But I've actually really grown to enjoy Morrow on commentary. He brings a passion that no one else in WWE commentary brings to the product. He really makes you feel those moments when big things happen. Speaking of and he was sorely missed. Bring that up when we get to Raw. Go ahead. Okay. That was sorely missed this week, especially. Um, you want to get to Raw now, or you want to do SmackDown, AEW, NXT? What do you want to do? I don't know. It depends on how important you feel SmackDown was, because I didn't see it. So, I mean, <sighs> yep, get it. Go to Raw. All right. Monday Night Raw kicked off with a town hall from Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins basically said that the entire Raw roster was shit. And he called out Charlotte. Go ahead, Travis. He wasn't wrong. Go ahead. Called out Charlotte and Randy Orton and the AOP and Rey Mysterio. And they all just kind of said, fuck you, and walked to the back. And then the whole roster just said, fuck you, and walked to the back. Left them out there, except for Kevin Owens, who got in the ring and kind of they had a little back and forth, and he caught a stunner. Let's talk this town hall thing, though. Because like I said okay. now, he wasn't wrong. I mean, they 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 shit the bed. Like everybody short of the Viking Raiders fucked up. Which I must say, if they won one match. Hall, if during that town hall meeting when he was talking all that shit, if I was the Viking Raiders, I'm like, hey, we won, bitch. So, you know. That's that. But outside of that and what he said to Randy Orton about him being the weak link, which is, yeah, bullshit. 
Um, yeah. Outside of that, he didn't tell no lies. Like he was. And here's the thing. Everyone's touting this as a heel turn for Seth, and I see why. But, Travis, you have said this many, 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 many times on the podcast. The reason people hate heels is because they're telling the truth. It's just the truth you don't want to fucking hear. Mm-hmm. So you saying he wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And everyone not liking to hear that truth is very good evidence towards the idea that this is the beginning lead into start of a heel turn, which is sorely needed for Seth Rollins because as much as I enjoy Colby Lopez in the ring, I even took Kate out to Iowa two weekends ago. We went to his coffee house. I swung by Black and Brave Wrestling to check it out and saw his belts on the wall. I respect the hell out of Seth Rollins and what he does in the ring. This babyface gimmick they've had him doing just isn't working and he is like a lot of wrestlers a much better heel the problem is they got to find those guys that are good baby faces and they've got one in kevin owens who can do both fairly well it's true if you let kevin owens do baby face the way kevin owens wants to do baby face not happy-go-lucky smiling all the time everything's good like he's pissed off at the system kind of kevin owens that's that's the good baby face kevin owens and i've I may have said this on this show before, but I've said it plenty of times out off the show. I know is that heel Seth is my favorite Seth. So yes. it's just give me that because the whole thing with the AOP at the end too, because you know, makes sense. Give him those, I guess, not stooges, but you know, little backups. We can do heel of shit with them, kind of like they did with um, Joey Mercury and uh, Jamie Noble before. You know. Mm-hmm. Except now he's got two big bad motherfuckers with him instead of these. Well, we haven't got there yet. We're getting there. We're not there yet. I know. I'm just. Um, we're talking about Seth, so I just kind of hinted at it. I get you. I get you. I'm not going. And go I actually it. have a problem with that. So when we get there, we'll talk about that. Uh, before we get there, though, another big plus on Monday Night Raw came right after that. You saw Lashley versus Titus O'Neil. I did see Lashley versus Titus O'Neil. That lasted about thirty seconds. Dude, how are they going to do Titus like that? Like, you put this man on Raw for the first time in how Dude, long? They have and, been sitting on Titus for years. I and we finally get two big black men about to go at it and whoop some ass on each other. Go ahead. I forgot to mention this before we moved on. There was a glaring, glaring thing missing at the beginning of this show. And for the Not just the beginning. Show. The entire show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a certain uh certain man. Red headed uh man, man missing. Yeah. 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 What she got to say about Seth and what he had to say. Because did they have this talk in the in the bedroom? Did they did they have No 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 no? Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Uh Seth went into her purse and stole his balls back for that opening segment of Raw. Hmm. She spent the entire time digging through her purse trying to figure out where his balls went. And never made the show. He never made it to the show. Okay. And then he snuck his balls back into the purse later that night, hoping she wouldn't notice. I'm sure they had to talk about it. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely have here in my notes, where is Becky? If you can see it right. Can you see it right there? Because Becky lost too. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it. It's right there. Yep. That's another problem I did have with Monday Night Raw is after the way Survivor Series ended with Becky going off on Shayna. How do we not have a follow-up exactly. with Becky the next night? Definitely need to know what's on Becky's mind after she did that shit. And now that we've talked about that, 
we're going to talk about a highlight because back to this we, tr- Go ahead. we tried to enjoy and stomach the Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley, Black.com storyline that they were peddling us, and then we grew to hate it, and then they fixed it. And they proved, hey, sometimes we can fix shit because during Bobby Lashley versus Titus O'Neil, Rusev comes down. They showed that he was served a restraining order earlier today and kicked out of the hotel. He destroys Bobby Lashley. He gets cuffed. He runs away from actual Chicago police officers, which is a nice touch. It's not just wrestlers dressed up in mock uh, police gear that you get from, like, Party City. Oh, actual that? Chicago PD. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. He gets knock- He knocks Bobby Lashley off the stage through a table. There was an Amazon Prime box sitting on the table. I don't know who ordered something, but it came. <laughs> they got it. It was right next to his head. And then, also while handcuffed, he kicks over the truss on top of Bobby Lashley. The entire time, Lana is screaming, there's a restraining order. He's breaking the law. Arrest him. Arrest him now. Get him out of here. Being just annoying as fuck. And it was the most satisfying thing after all this garbage they've given us to actually see something good and entertaining come out of Rusev sitting there watching Bobby Lashley shove his tongue down his wife's throat week after week after week. I must say, yes, it was satisfying seeing Rusev actually like get some blows in and actually like, you know, do some shit. Look like a badass. Like yeah. he was handcuffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. However, I must say, if when this whole thing is over, if we don't get a Bobby Lashley line of sex tape, I will be sorely disappointed. You're gonna be sorely disappointed. You know how I know it wasn't indie wrestlers dressed as cops? How did you know that? Because not one single one of those cops had a ponytail that he was trying to hide from his long wrestling hair tucked behind his head. Pay attention. All the security guards, all the fake cops are all indie wrestlers with long hair. They got to pull their hair back in a ponytail and try and hide it to look professional. Long wrestling hair. Yes. (laughs) Bobby Lashley gets stretchered out. Did you see the AOP versus Hawkins and Ryder? No. I didn't even you know LP had a match. They did. Huh. We'll get to it. That's not it's it's not good enough for Hulu, obviously. Uh did you see Andrade versus Akira Tazawa? Say that again. Andrade and Zelina versus Akira Tazawa. No, they denied me Zelina. Again. Uh did you see my boy oh. Black Friday? Never mind. Go ahead. You see my boy Black Friday, Alistair Black, uh, threatened vengeance on Buddy Murphy, and then Matt Hardy's return? Negative. Did you see AJ versus Humberto Carrillo for the U.S. title? I saw what should have been AJ versus Humberto. So uh, Hot Carl and Gallows take out Humberto Carrillo, Ricochet checks on him and issues a challenge to AJ, and AJ declines. Then Orton issues a challenge. But I just remember that Luke Gallows used to be Festus, and then I chuckled. Go ahead. Yes, Luke Gallows used to be Festus. He was also part of the Straight Edge Society. Yeah, I know about that. It's just he was Luke Gallows. He was also fake Kane. Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. But he was Festus, and that's funny. Which is great, because Kane was fake Diesel, 
and Gallows was fake Kane. So who's going to be fake Gallows or fake Festus? That's a good question. Braun Strowman. However, during this segment is where I need to make a statement about the commentary that you didn't remind me about. Um, we weren't done yet, but okay. Well, I mean, this segment. I We're just here. Add on raw. Remind me about commentary. We've been through quite a few okay. things. You haven't reminded me about commentary. Yet. We've only been through two things and a bunch of shit you didn't see. Exactly. So two things. Still hadn't reminded me. Okay. Well, hey Travis, what about that commentary? Did it have anything to do with the U.S. title? This shit during this match is when I re- when I realized what they were doing, and I'm like, yes, give me more heel commentary from the king, because during this match I started noticing. I'm like, yes. Do more of this, especially like after Umberto got hurt. He was like, all right, now start the match. <laughs> it was old school King. Yes. And, and Vic Joseph was actually giving King shit about the things he was saying. It's like they listened to the Smack and the Raw podcast and said, oh, shit, that Matt guy and Travis. All right, maybe we shouldn't just let King say weird off-color shit, pretend he's a good guy, and then ignore him the entire fucking show. Maybe let King do what King's good at and be a fucking heel and then have our face commentator slash play-by-play guy give King shit for the messed up stuff he says. Once again, two-person booth is better. I still say it. I still mean it. I still believe it. Um, so anyway, Randy Orton comes out and he tries to challenge AJ and AJ declines. And then Drew McIntyre comes out and says, all right, well, if you don't want to fight these two because you've already beat them, you ain't never beat me. And I was like, oh, shit, Drew. They're actually going to do something with you? No, AJ declines. Then Rey Mysterio comes out. And he's like, hey, what about me? And they're like, well, you lost to Brock Lesnar, got your ass whooped, and put your kid in danger for the hundredth time. I don't think you deserve a U.S. title shot. And he goes, I don't know about that. And Ricochet's like, yeah, 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 hey, let's have a fatal four-way so Ray can beat us all and earn that title shot. And then we can bring Dominic back out after the match when Ray wins the U.S. title from AJ. To put him in more danger because that's what Ray does. He can't just be like, listen, Dominic, it's a bad look. I look like a bad father. Someone's going to call CPS on me. Like, you just need to stay home. Stop coming to Raw and getting beat up and sent to the trainers and sent to the hospital. No, he's got this man in the ring. Mysterio doesn't love his son. Yeah, clearly. And you know why, right? Just that simple because it's actually Eddie's son. Yes, thank you. Because it's not really his kid. It's Eddie's kid. Though I will say, stole Ray's wife. I got. I got to say, if I was Dominic and I had to claim Vicky Guerrero or Ray Mysterio, I'm gonna claim Ray. Have you heard Vicky? You remember Vicky? Excuse, like I don't want that shit growing up. I mean, I'm going with Ray. Like, Ray seems cool as shit. I mean, but but Vicky versus it, that's not the that's not like what you need to claim in that situation. No, after Eddie died. If you had to choose between being raised by Rey Mysterio or being raised by just Vicky Guerrero, and you got that, excuse me, and like, fuck that. I ain't dealing with that every day. I'm going to go live with my fake daddy, Ray, and let him raise me. Well, there's also the fact if you went Ray, you also have a two-parent household. There's that, too. But, <laughs> hey, that's not important. There are some lovely people out there who are raised know. by single mothers and Definitely. single fathers, Definitely. and I hope their mothers did not sound like Vicky Guerrero, because if they did, I feel sorry for them. Let's hope. Uh, AJ asked asked uh, Gallows and Hot Carl for support there, and they kind of kind of fail them. And they're like, "I don't know, man. Like, it's a hot crowd. We're in Chicago, Fatal Four Way." And then you like, it doesn't sound bad to me. That actually sounds like something I'd want to watch. Like, it was a great 
segment leading up to that. AJ accepts. Ray defeats him thanks to an RKO and help from Randy Orton. I will say, I like the fact they did the match right afterwards. Yes. Instead of them doing like the match, like the first match, and then they have their like title match at the end of the night. I'm like, no, no, no. Do it right now. Kind of give the Bray that more of a mountain to climb kind of thing. You know, it felt better. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it was it was a great segment. It was great promos from the four guys going into the Fatal 4-Way. It was two fun matches. Ray comes out U.S. champ, even though he's a terrible father to Dominic. We got more Randy. It was good. It's always fun. Just RKO on bitches because fuck them. Because Randy does what Randy wants, and at that moment, Randy said, fuck AJ. Like Exactly. That's, that's really what the character of Randy Orton is, and I kind of love that. He's like, yeah. Randy Orton does what the fuck Randy Orton feels like doing at the moment. Did you see Asuka versus Charlotte Flair? Yes. Asuka uh, defeats Charlotte oh, Flair. I want to point out, I just love it when Ray does the frog splash. It just feels good to watch it. But anyway, go ahead. 619 into frog splash now. Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's been an evolution. It was the 619 into the West Coast pop, which used to be that springboard Hurricane Rana into a pin. And then it was that sit-down fucking that was chest the thing. Dime thing. Yeah. Yeah, the drop the dime. Then it was a splash, and now it's the frog splash. I love seeing so. Ray do the frog splash. It's just, you know, R.I.P. Eddie. Love it. Speaking of Eddie and frog splashes, something else that's green was the cum that Asuka spit all over Charlotte Flair, all in which head. answers one question that we ask every week, spit or swallow, we officially know Asuka spits. She sure does. We have evidence. She's a quitter. <laughs> Oscar uh, spits the mist in Flair's face to get the win. It's all in. I mean, I I've never had this issue, but I hear like when it gets all in your face and it's in your hair, it's really hard to deal with. I understand why Charlotte was pissed. I mean, she was even showing her that there was still some in her hair from last time. True, then she gets it all in there again. Good for your skin, Matt. Yeah, but not for your hair, and that's where the problem was. She didn't complain about her skin. She was complaining about it getting in her hair and drying up, Matt. But like most of it was in her face. And it ran down her boobs, and it was just everywhere. Yeah, that's more skin, man. It's just it's good for her skin. She's just complaining, and she needs to get over herself. It was really fun also watching Charlotte go out and chase Kyrie around and try and keep Kyrie away from ringside. Another good match. Um, I also like they did a post-interview where Asuka said Charlotte will never beat her again, and they're doing that fun heel speaking in Japanese gimmick with them backstage where they're laughing and just – it's the whole thing that they're doing with Asuka and Kyrie is very entertaining to me. Also I'm enjoying the Bukaki Warriors. It looks more and more similar now. So. Oh, yeah. They're getting there. Last but not least, our main event, which was set up earlier tonight by the opening with the town hall, Seth versus Kevin Owens, ends in a DQ because the authors of pain come out and attack KO while KO and Rollins are down. Rollins just sits in the corner the entire time watching as the AOP beat down Kevin Owens. Now, old Seth Rollins would have pulled himself up and jumped into the fray and tried to save his opponent because of the unjust actions of the AOP. But new Seth Rollins lays in the corner and takes a nap for five minutes, then pretends he's still sleepy. The AOP walk up to Seth. Seth stands up like he's ready to fight. The AOP leave, 
and then Seth attacks Kevin Owens like, after the fact. I feel like that may have been just a lesson he learned from after he faced the Fiend. <laughs> I thought the lesson he learned was if you can't put him down, grab a sledgehammer. Well, yeah, but, you know, it was just, if he just stays out of it, maybe they'll leave me alone. <laughs> Rollins hits two curb stomps on KO after the AOP beat KO down. Um, people are saying that the AOP, as you were alluding to, might be the new J&J security. Seth looked like he was ready to fight him. It didn't look... I would have much rather had Seth Rollins stand up and smile and let us know that he is, like you said, contracted or worked out an agreement with or hired or befriended the AOP, and this was part of his plan. And maybe we'll get there. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I feel like that would have been a much more satisfying ending than seeing Seth stand up like he was going to fight him, and then those two just walk away. But we might get something better down the road, so I'm not going to pass judgment too early. And it kind of... Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm thinking back because of what also happened at Survivor Series. Which was? What Becky did after her match. Yeah. They ain't turning Becky heel. I'm just saying the two combined might be enough to actually do it. I don't think they could actually turn Becky heel. Like when they tried to turn Becky heel... Becky got lit on fire, and the more badass heel shit Becky does, the more people love her. The fact that people are saying Becky's cooled off is because they don't let her do heel shit and don't let her be the cool person she was when she beat the shit out of Charlotte and so turned on her. The saying is it's a win-win. Yes. So if they try, Becky might just get hot again. Exactly. So <laughs> do what I said and... You know, let her and Seth what, heal shit. What if you're right? And what if we find out that it wasn't Seth, it was Becky that contracted the AOP and sent them down after KO to save her man? That's, Is that going to make Seth look like a bitch? That's even better. I don't give a shit. He'll be all right. He's, he's a heel. He'll be a coward <laughs> if you want. That's the thing. It works for him. <laughs> I'm saying, like, even when he was, like, with the authority and shit, he did the cowardly shit and all that kind of stuff. It makes sense. It still works. All right, all right. Win, Matthew. Not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the AOP defeat Hawkins and Ryder after the altercation from last week uh, backstage. This was just a squash match with Hawkins and Ryder. Um, and AOP didn't look great here. Looks like they definitely have some ring rust they got to work off, but they didn't look bad. I mean, when's the last time uh, Andrade. What? So, yeah, when was the last time they were in an actual match? Uh, probably a live event. I don't know if they've been using. About to say, yeah, besides, well, I guess maybe they probably did house shows before this. But. Yeah, Andrade defeated Akira Tozawa, and Alistair Black sits in his lonely dark room, all pissed off, telling Buddy Murphy, "You knocked on my door. Now I'm coming for you." And like, listen, I love Alistair Black. In ring, entrance, music, all that shit, fantastic. How are you going to ask people to come knock on your door and then threaten to kick their fucking heads off when they do it? Like, that's just bad etiquette. I mean, if anybody does knock on his door, that's what they should expect anyway, though. It's not like he's got a no solicitor sign hanging out there. Yeah, like, he's, he's inviting he's people like, to do it. Shit out of people. That's just what he does. So Buddy Murphy has a match against Matt Hardy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, last week I said Matt Hardy is the better Hardy. This week... Matt Hardy returns to the WWE. Coincidence? I think not. Now, was this, you know, 
the Woken Matt Hardy, or was this just Matt Hardy, or was this version one Matt Hardy? This, I think this was just, well, it's kind of an amalgamation now, but he was dressed as just Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, Murphy defeats Matt Hardy and then calls out Aleister Black, and Aleister Black comes out and teaches Buddy Murphy a lesson. So the better Hardy lost. Yeah, because the other one can't stay off drugs long enough to make it to work. He wins, though. <laughs> well, I mean, when you fall off really high shit and land on people, there's not a whole lot of options after that but to get a pin. Doesn't matter how you find the pot of gold, Matt, as long as you catch the leprechaun. Not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. AOP defeat Hawkins and Ryder. Andrade defeats Akira Tozawa. And then all of the Black and Buddy Murphy segments and the return of Matt Hardy was not good enough for Hulu. SmackDown, NXT, or AEW? Um, let's do AEW. All right. Travis, you got a, you got a phone number? Um, on your mind, you wanna you wanna hand out real quick. Rusev gave it out not too long ago. No, no. You don't you don't want to give everyone Mike Jones' phone number because he kicked off AEW. Did he? We've had this discussion, Travis. Virgil Vincent oh. Soul Train Jones. Soul Train. Real name yeah. is Mike Jones. Mike Who? Jones. Who? Thank you. Uh, he kicks off the Jericho celebration, lets everyone know that there are 50 cent coupons for 50 cents off a little bit of the bubbly.com t-shirts. Um, the inner circle has presents for Chris. This is basically the festival of celebration, but with Jericho's new faction, Hagar got Jericho a goat Jericho's dad's under a big present. He got everyone New Jersey hockey jerseys. Talked shit about the Blackhawks. Didn't even know he was in Chicago. My favorite part about this, though, Travis, did you see what the backs of the jerseys said? I wasn't paying that close of attention. What did they say? Santana and Ortiz jerseys said thug and ruffian. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's also a little bit of the 40 from... Santana and Ortiz and some flip-flops and junk glass. Like he said JK Huh? Junk glass. Yeah. Jake Hager had a goat. Yeah. Um, then Justin Roberts, who's from Arlington Heights, which is just up the road from me. I work in Arlington Heights very frequently. Comes in the ring and uh gets jumped by the inner circle. SCU comes down. I think this was probably Travis and Tony's favorite segment because SCU was dressed as band members, repping, repping those saxophone players, little drummer boys, uh, and clear out, clear out the inner circle. Justin Roberts has to go away. He's replaced for the night, but it was a really cool opening segment. Some people felt it lasted too long. What'd you think? Um, it lasted a little too long, but it was fine. All right. Um, I, I really enjoyed all of it. So I feel like there's one thing that happened in the show that if they had done it right and 
right in my opinion, not necessarily right in everyone's opinion, but right in my opinion, mm-hmm. it really would have put the show over the top. Um, I'm I'm still thinking it's between Raw or SmackDown, which was the best show this week. But I I had a very weird Wednesday night, and I just I maybe I just wasn't feeling wrestling on Wednesday night when I sat down to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't love AEW, and I didn't love NXT this week. I was very um. Yeah, I say I was underwhelmed by AEW. Um, All right. Uh, the best friends, who I'm not a big fan of, uh, even though they've got Orange Cassidy, which is Travis's new favorite wrestler, who was dressed as a turkey and attacked the Lucha Bros after the Lucha Bros attacked the best friends during their entrance, um, defeat the Lucha Bros in a tag team match and go up over the Lucha Bros. Now, everyone thought the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros were going to be the top two tag teams. You got Private Party up there. You got SCU as tag team champions. Now the best friends are defeating them. Orange Cassidy's coming out of nowhere dressed as a fucking turkey. Gobbledygooker. Like, the lazy gobbledygooker. I mean, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. But you know who wasn't there? Who? Certain... um Certain uh, crustacean, certain um, Jurassic wrestler, you know, one of the um, reptilian persuasion. Would it be a Hispanic Jurassic wrestler? Perhaps, perhaps. He, he may have some his, Hispanic blood in him, you know. Or does he wrestle a Hispanic style? That's also entirely possible. I may have seen him do one or two moves of the um, the luchador persuasion. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Would it be would it be a luchador Tyrannosaurus Rex? Something like that. Maybe maybe you can shorten that a little bit. Luchador Velociraptor. No, that's not it. That's not it. it. Okay. Uh Luchador Brontosaurus. Sounds closer, but I don't know if that's it. What if I say it fast? Luchador Brontosaurus. Lucha Brontosaurus. Luchasaurus. There you go. That Luchasaurus. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Luchasaurus wasn't there. He yeah, was no, I'm not. with you. He was not. He was not. Um, wanted every week. B Priestley and Emmy Sakura. Get the boo. B Priestley and Emmy Sakura were there. They were tagging up against the new number one contender for the women's title after her defeat of Britt Baker last week, Hakaru Shida, and her tag team partner Chris Statlander. Um. Bia and Emmy win the match with help from a mic stand because Emmy does the whole Freddie Mercury gimmick as she comes down to the ring, which I do enjoy and find entertaining. And I like the little bit of We Will Rock You that's in her entrance music. But there's been a lot of complaints about the women's division and them needing to fix it and feature them more. And Kenny Omega kind of came out and promised that they're going to fix it, but it won't be till next year. So the next <laughs> month, suck it up. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, the next four weeks, just eat that shit, but then we'll fix it. <laughs> and then the part of the show that I feel like if they had done right, really would have made the show great. Cody wins a squash match. Now, why Cody Rhodes is coming out having a squash match after losing to Jericho, and, you know, he's got – he had a feud with Sean Spears. He had a feud with Jericho. The inner circle broke his brother's hand. Like – there's a lot going on around Cody. So why Cody's just coming out and having a squash match and not addressing any of this shit 
or what's going on or MJF screwed him out of the title so he can never challenge for it again or anything that's going on, I don't understand. But after the match, this is one of the problems I have with this show. What we, you know, like we're saying, they well, didn't give me a whole lot of story. I, I can, well, if they had done it the way I want them to do it, wanted them to do it, you would have got a really good story here and it would have been entertaining. Let me get there. He does call out MJF, but instead, uh, a hole in the ring behind him opens up and two men crawl out and they attack Corey, Cody, Corey, uh, Cody. And then they reach into the hole, and out comes a leather bunny who Impact Wrestling fans will know as Allie, who I really enjoyed the aesthetics of her costume. Uh, she looked fantastic. Understandable. But here's the thing. There's a story here. Cody is married to Brandy. Brandy summoned Awesome Kong who has been running rough shot on some of the women, and they should be using it more, in AEW, including Allie, who was having an interview, and Awesome Kong came down and attacked her. Allie is now reincarnated as this demon bunny. Well, they can't call her demon bunny because Impact still owns that, so she's just the bunny. Why were we not running vignettes or promos for Allie after she was attacked? Why did we not stretch this out? Why did we not get... Stuff about Blade and the Butcher, which, as of right now, stupid fucking names. So that way, when they debuted, we're like, oh, shit, it's those guys that we've been seeing for the last three weeks. They're here. Oh, and they're with Allie. They're with Allie because Cody's wife fucking attacked her. So now she's got them taking out Brandy's husband. That would be a story. That would make sense. That would have made this whole thing Cool. Instead, we just got two random guys that, unless you're a fan of indie wrestling, which you and I don't have time to watch, along with everything else we watch, know who these people are. They were just two random dudes that climbed out. They're like, oh, it's the Blade, and it's the Butcher. And I'm like, well, who the fuck are the Blade and the Butcher? Okay. I know who Allie is because Allie's hot, and I paid very close attention. Say, you know who Allie is. <laughs> Yo, who didn't know who Allie is? This guy. Did you care if you knew who she was when she came out of that hole? Not home? at all. Not one bit. But see, if they had done something with it, if they had given us some vignettes, some promos, some something to build a story around their debut, they did the same thing with Dark Order. Dark Order just showed up at a pay-per-view. Lights went out. All these weird creeps and masks were doing shit. And there's this fat guy and this bald guy. And everyone's like, who the fuck are these people? And why are they here? And why is this important? And now they're giving us Dark Order promos. Now they're teaching us who these guys are after they've been around for months. It, it's ass backwards. If they had done this properly, this would have been a really cool moment in the show that would have put this show over the top along with Jericho shit, Pocket Omega, a criticism I'm going to have about the Diamond Ring shit that we'll get into, and then the main event between Scorpio Sky and Jericho. All that put together, this would have been a really fucking good show. But they fucking... Fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. Also, just noticed that they do the they use um on the ring. It's completely off the subject, but they use the cables instead of the ropes on the ring. Like, huh? It's very WCW. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, Pac loses to Omega. Um, so Pac gets a loss. Omega finally gets a win. Good for him. We get a really cool John Moxley promo. Um, basically saying that you know 
he is who he is and everyone's scared of him and Jericho's smart and he's not going to fuck with them and blah, blah, blah. Um, then we get this diamond ring shit, a match for a ring, the diamond dynamite diamond See, ring. I'm thinking what they're trying to do. I guess this diamond ring is like their version of the IC title. <laughs> like, I think that's, but that's the thing again. You introduce this thing. You have a tournament. You don't explain to us what it is. Yeah. You don't tell us what the significance is. If it's going to be defended, what's going on with it? You just say, hey, here's a really cool diamond ring. And MJF won it and beat the best wrestler on our roster, Adam Page, who does Matt Ritter's personally created finisher. And no one knows how he figured that out or stole it from Matt Ritter, but he did. And then you have Diamond Dallas Page come down. Huh? I may or may not have sent him a tape. Yeah. Then you got DDP come down for another really cool moment where he gets an MJF's face because we know that DDP is tight with Cody, but there's no significance to the ring. They don't explain to us, like, what it's going to be or what the point of it is. Does it get him a title shot? Is it like a belt? Can he defend it? Like, we don't know anything about the fucking ring, but we have a match for it. Now we got it. And then, again... What it would have been cool is seeing DDP hit a diamond cutter on MJF, or at least Wardlow. How like, dare you have DDP on this show and we don't get a diamond cutter? Yeah. Like, fucking Wardlow could take a diamond cutter, all right? Somebody, like, let Wardlow take a diamond cutter. Somebody gets a fucking diamond cutter if DDP's in that goddamn ring. Especially as heated as things got before it got, you know, separated and all that shit. Um, Dustin Rhodes comes out for an interview, gets interrupted by the Inner Circle. Gets beat up. The Young Bucks make the save. And then we got a triple shattered dreams at the end, which was fun. But um, got another Dark Order promo uh, about them being a cult. And then our main event, Jericho defeats Scorpio Sky for the AEW Championship. Um, and then Jericho is jumping Scorpio Sky post-match until John Moxley's music hits. And then again, John Moxley just walks out into the crowd and stands there. Jericho stops beating up Scorpio Sky, and they stare at each other as we go off air. That's not the John Moxley you've been delivering to me. Like, the John Moxley I got would have gone to that ring and... His ass, yeah. Yeah, like... It could have been good. It really could have. It had a lot of potential. If, you know, I guess they can't call it the walls of Jericho anymore, but... If they're going to call it the Lion Tamer, Matt, I'm going to do it right. Do it the way he used to do the Lion Tamer. Put that knee into the back of their fucking head, dude. Like, do the Lion Tamer if you're going to call it the Lion Tamer. Or call it something else. Something. But yeah, if you're going to call it the Lion Tamer, I want to see the goddamn Lion Tamer. But I will. Like a kind of a, we should say a breath of fresh air. To see somebody in a match like this actually tap to a to a submission move, you know, because what tends to happen in WWE, unless you're like one of those lower car, you know, jobber kind of people, you know, you never tap. Like the the I guess you can say like mid to top guys never tap. They always get to the fucking ropes, and it's really mm -hmm. so and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky should be a very big player in the future with AEW. Once he drops the tag team titles, yeah. lets Kazarian and Christopher Daniels do their tag team thing. 
he's going to be a big name, if not one of the first mid-card title holders if they have one, or maybe he takes the fucking diamond ring off MJF. Whatever happens, he's going to be big. Mm-hmm. Moving on to, oh, wait, I didn't ask you. Monday Night Raw, spit or swallow? I'll swallow it. Yeah, me too. AEW, spit or swallow? Spitting it. Yeah, they, there's so much in there that they could have done better to make that show entertaining. And here's the thing. Even on Twitter, a lot of people that I always see praise AEW said this week sucked. So well, they missed the mark. Tell you something about me. If there's no Luchasaurus on the show, there's a 99.9% chance I'm spitting that shit. So if there is no green dinosaur, you're going to go the Oscar out. Yeah. You're green piston all over it. Exactly. If it ain't got no green dinosaur, you're making a green. Exactly. Just green mist all over that bitch. Exactly. Roger that. Um, a Survivor Series celebration where everyone comes out to celebrate NXT's huge win over Ron SmackDown. The Undisputed Era comes out and claims that no one has a reason to celebrate Ruining because Adam Cole is the reason. Huh? Yeah, just ruining a good time. Yeah. Because Adam Cole says he's the reason why NXT is where it is, and he's the only good thing that, you know, happened, and blah, 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 blah. And my right. boy. Is he not? He didn't have a match against Raw or SmackDown that night? Correct. What did he do? He lost in War Games and then defended his title at Survivor Series against Pete Dunne. So contributed nothing. His tag team did. Lose. Lose to the Viking Raiders, <laughs> but Roderick Strong won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Roddy did. won. Yeah, yeah. He contributed. And if you know this, Travis, as the leader of a faction, you get to take credit for any good thing that your faction does. This is true. One of your members wins. It's because you mentored that person to be a winner. You know who taught me that? Who? The great Hollywood Hulk Hogan taught me that, sir. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you know who Hollywood is. Oh, I know who Hollywood Hulk Hogan is. You put something in front of that, and I don't know who the fuck that person is. The man who came out to Voodoo Child and strummed his belt like a guitar? That man. Yeah, Hollywood Hogan. The The problem wasn't the name. The problem was the adjective you put in front of the name. The great? The immortal? What, what, what do you want to? How do you want me to put it? No, you said the great, and I'm gonna pull a Kevin. I'm gonna pull a Kevin Nash real quick, but I'm gonna be correcting it. Check the adjective. That was actually an adjective. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Chapa's not having it. Basically says I beat you. Blah blah blah. Let's have a match. And Finn Balor comes down and says, "Listen." You may be done with your war, but I'm in the way. You got to go through me first. So that sets up Champa versus Balor. Um, then Keith Lee calls down O'Reilly and Fish to start their tag team match. Bobby Fish gets thrown. What? Finn Balor's entrance is less fun in NXT. Yeah, I know. It's not as long. Yeah, we don't get And it. he's a heel now, so he's not really pandering to the crowd. It's, it's, it's significantly less fun. I mean, he's still great in the ring. It's just less fun seeing him come out. Keith Lee chucks Bobby Fish over the top rope, injuring Bobby Fish's knee. So Roderick Strong has to take Bobby Fish's place 
using the Freebird rule, titles are still on the line. Unfortunately, after our boy Keith Lee gives Adam Cole a shoulder block into the third row, like a motherfucking beast, that dumbass Dominic Dijakovic is so distracted by the awesomeness of Keith Lee that he ends up losing the match. You know what that shoulder block reminded me of? The pounce? You remember the alpha male Monty Brown? The pounce. Yeah, man, who for some reason had such a devastating shoulder block <laughs> that that was that man's finisher. And I'm like, you know, Keith Lee could finish you with a shoulder block. Here's the thing, though. With Monty Brown, like, it worked because they had that six-sided ring and he could hit it from, like, literally anywhere. Yeah. When he went to ECW, do you remember him going to WWE ECW? Yeah. What was his name in ECW? He Montavious Corvan or oh, yeah. something like that. It was something like that. I knew he wasn't the alpha male Monty Brown anymore. But, yeah. No. It was, like, Montavious Corvan or something along those lines. I might be confusing the Montavious with fucking MVP because he was Montavious something Porter. He was Montel Vontavious um, Porter, yeah. Okay, Montel. So maybe it was, I don't know. But it was Mar Marcus Corvan. That's what it was. That's it. Yes. Marcus Corvan. <laughs> All right. Uh, too. So you saw that. Did you see Shane Thorne versus Mansoor? I have no idea who that is. No, I did not. Did you see Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai? Uh, yeah, white girl fight. I got that right here. Yeah. Uh, I saw that you went on Twitter and said and agreed that for whatever reason, when a female turns heel, she becomes 100 times hotter than she was when she was babyface. Mm -hmm. You feel that way about Dakota Kai? I mean, I didn't know who she was before she turned heel, but I'm, she's pretty hot. Yes, you people. did. Oh, you know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. No, um, I did not. This was revenge because Candice was one of the two women in the War Games match because Dakota turned on Tegan Knox and made that match go from a four-on-four four to a two-on-four. Is it really revenge if you get your ass kicked? <laughs> Candice defeated Dakota Kai. Yeah, but she got her ass kicked. W's a W. That's what Travis always says. Yeah, but that doesn't make it revenge. Yes, the only reason it wasn't revenge is because it was via DQ because Dakota Kai grabbed the knee brace that she ripped off her former best friend, Tegan Knox, and used that, then destroyed Candice LeRae on the outside until Rhea Ripley came down to make the save and run Dakota Kai off. Yeah. That's not the match we want to see, though. So we'll wait. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, We'll I, get there. I know we will. Did you see Cameron, the Cameron Grimes promo? Nope. You see Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight title? Son of a bitch, no. Dude, this was the best match of the fucking night, if not the week. They didn't give you the Cruiserweight title match? No. Leo Rush won. If they... They gave me this bullshit match instead. Go ahead. What what else happened? Zia Lee versus yeah, Vanessa Bourne. They gave me this bullshit instead. I don't want well, you that. like Vanessa Bourne, right? Are you well, like is Vanessa Bourne not more yeah. enjoyable on your TV screen? Yeah, I enjoyed looking at it, but if I had the choice between that and seeing an awesome Leo Rush match, I'll take the Leo Rush match every day of the week and twice on Sunday. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Zaya Lee defeats Vanessa Bourne. Shayna and her crew attack Zaya because apparently Zaya looks like a threat. She tries to fight back, um, but to no avail. Then Shayna tried to take credit for Survivor Series, basically doing the same thing Adam Cole did. Like, listen. I mean, she actually yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Adam Cole won his match at Survivor Series as well, Travis. Yeah, but it was not against Raw or SmackDown. Does not matter. It he still matter. won his match. It does matter. She actually defeated Raw and SmackDown. He did not. They both lost to War Games the night before, though. So this is true. And she, her loss was actually worse because she had more people, like twice as many people, and she still lost. Which means she. Mm-hmm. Then uh, this is my brutality hits and our damn near six foot four blonde badass leather clad bombshell comes down to the ring. Challenges Shayna to a fight, which Shayna, of course, declines because after getting that riptide through the chairs, she wants no parts of Rhea Ripley, but we do. We want to see Shayna Rhea. We want to see it now. Rhea even points out that Shayna's never beat Rhea. Shayna Baszler would rather get a piece of Keith Lee. Are you sure? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it because she's the queen of spades? Exactly why. Okay. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go Google that shit. And I'm sorry in advance if it's not your thing. Um, oh, boy. Then we get our main event. You, you oh, go ahead. No, she wants no piece of it. Oh, hell no. Then we got our main event. Uh, Finn Balor defeats Tommaso Ciampa thanks to help from Adam Cole. And just when you think that Balor and Cole are working together and they're on the same side, Finn Balor exercises that old phrase that Stone Cold Steve Austin taught me back in the fifth, sixth, seventh grade that I hang on to today. DTA, don't trust anybody. Pele kicks Adam Cole right in the fucking face. I enjoy watching people get kicked in the face. It was a fun ending. It was a fun match. Um, I see what they're doing and kind of what they're setting up there. It's going to be Balor versus Champa versus Cole probably in a triple threat for the title, which I know you love all those multi-person matches, so that'll make you really happy. Um, like I said, it just even though the Leo Rush match was really good, there wasn't like they didn't deliver a whole lot here. Like there again, it was. Shayna backing away from a fight and Dakota Kai running away when Rhea showed up and Leon, uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic losing because Dijakovic's a fucking idiot and was just, it's like, it's like Dijakovic was in the ring and his fucking scanner went off and it was over 9,000 and he just forgot the entire fight he was in. He was just baffled by it when he hit that fucking shoulder block. Here's my thing, you know. This is going to, whatever, I don't give a shit. Um, so NXT has been on USA for a couple, well, about a month and a half now, something like that, right? A month and a half, two months. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, AEW followed about a month later, whatever. Yeah, like three, three, four weeks. So I'd say two months then and then about a month for AEW, maybe a little longer. In that time, NXT has given me a reason to watch them every week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we joke about how much I love Luchasaurus and all that, but honestly, AEW has not. Really? They have really not given me a reason to want to watch them every week. No. Okay. Like, I enjoy the Luchasaurus and it's fun, you know, and all that. And they, 
AEW tends to give me a few moments that are just like, oh, that's cool. But nothing like, oh, shit, I got to see what happens next week. None of that. I, no, I understand that. I'm with you on that. They, they, they have yet to give me a reason to want to tune in to AEW every week. Like, every week, when, we, when I know I got to have everything done and watched by the time we record on Friday, it's like, oh, that's right, I got to watch AEW. Fuck. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not like, all right, let's watch AEW, you know. No, so, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, no, I agree. Like they've given you compelling characters and stories where you're like, oh shit, I got to find out how this plays out. What's going to happen. AEW hasn't really done that. They've had opportunities to do that, but they've fumbled along the way. Like, yeah. I thought they would when you told me, you know, cause I hadn't seen that episode when you told me about the inner circle. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, you're not really doing much with that. It's just. Oh, okay. Then, then Luchasaurus like, yeah. Oh, he, <coughs> you just not going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, DDP's on this week, but it doesn't really matter because he don't even diamond cut people. So it's just like, uh, it's like when you bring people on, you gotta let them do their shit. Like, how, can you imagine? This is like an extreme example, but could you imagine the WWE bringing in Stone Cold Steve Austin? And he doesn't stun anybody. I mean, I've seen it, so yeah. And you were sorely disappointed, correct? Very. I really wanted Stone Cold to teach Kevin Owens how to do a stunner, and they didn't deliver that. Exactly. We talked. Actually, we talked about that. How and how disappointed it was that Stone Cold didn't stun nobody. Now that I think about it. Yep. Or that that SmackDown when The Rock showed up. What if The Rock didn't rock bottom? Who the fuck was it? St. Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Like, what if there was no no people's elbow? Why do you even have I mean, that's kind of what I expected. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) So, uh, real quick, side note, uh, back to the Dana Brooke thing. Um, There's more? uh, Yes and no. So, uh, fuck. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, Batista? Uh, wrestler for WWE. Uh, dude, I, I can't believe I'm fucking this up right now. Wrestler for WWE. Uh, friends with Gronk. Won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Had Gronkowski help him out. That bro, what the fuck is his name? Stay hype. Yeah. Hey, bros. The fuck is his name? Who gives a shit? But I know who you're talking about. Whatever. What about him? Okay. Uh, his real name is Dean Mutati. He was on Twitter, and he said, fuck it, it's Black Friday. Is there anything I should blow my money on? And I tweeted at, I tweeted out, at Dana Brooks seems really popular right now, and he just liked it. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. All right, we got to get back on track. Not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Shane Thorne you know, loses to Mansoor. Every now and then you give us gold, and that was a good one. That was a good one. You know, I'll, I'll get uh, Cameron Grimes had a promo. Leo Rush defeats Akira Tozawa to retain his Cruiserweight title. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what's not good enough for Hulu NXT edition. Who's Cameron Grimes? And we still got to do SmackDown. Who's Cameron Grimes? Uh, really hairy dude, uh, beard. He, Tyler Bate punched him in the face one week. 
Um, he was wrestling Pete Dunn, getting a lot of quick roll-up wins and oh, shit. I know. I remember now. I'm already bored. I don't care anymore. All right. Yeah. Kay was talking about how gross it is because his pubes pop out of his Speedo. Yeah. yeah you know, he needs to clean up down there. Now. We can move on. Smackdown. Uh, we start off, in my opinion, really fucking boring. I was really disappointed. We got Roman Reigns coming out to congratulate everyone on the men's SmackDown team for that victory that they got. Um, who's a dummy. He kept calling him a dummy. Uh, tells Baron Corbin he needs to come down and apologize. Corbin, of course, isn't going to do that because much like my co-host, he's a king, and kings don't do that shit. Damn right. Um. Then Corbin talks about his Thanksgiving meals. Hashtag huh? my king. Yeah. Uh, then he talks about how rich he is and how great his Thanksgiving meal was and how Roman had a burn-ass turkey and shitty food just like everyone in the crowd. And then apparently King Corbin can make a match. So instead of Roman versus Corbin, we get Roman versus Corbin Brood. is no king. Wait, is this the Dragon King or King Other Thing? We've established this already. A king can be the king of many realms, sir. I just want to know how to address you. You know how to address me. You have addressed me several times at the beginning of every podcast, sir. We don't have time for that, Travis. We're already running over. That's what she said. Go ahead. Uh, Roman defeats Bobby Roode. Dolph looks like someone that's supporting Donald Trump or on his campaign trail with that stupid-ass SmackDown hat and his flat-ironed hair and whatever he was wearing. Um, Roman seemed to notice it, too, because he got pissed off. Takes out Dolph and Corbin after the match, but Roode gets him with the scepter. Then Roman realizes that Bobby Roode attempted to crack his skull open with the scepter and actually put a hole in the chair where Roman's head at one point was sitting. Roman gets super pissed, spears Bobby Roode through a barricade, takes out with stairs uh, Dolph Trump supporter Ziggler, and then flips a table on top of Bobby Roode. How heavy do you think those tables are? The announced tables, because like, how heavy are they? They fold like cardboard. Or, or how heavy are they supposed to be? How heavy are they really? About as heavy as the chair I'm sitting in. I was gonna say because they like they fold like cardboard, like they look like something that you could buy from IKEA and put together. And then if it falls apart, you just stick it back together. It's actually like sturdier than it looks. But like this is, this is like, remember? I don't know if you've seen any of this. You heard of a, is this like a Walmart bookshelf? You heard of a Nintendo Labo? No. So Nintendo Labo is this thing that came out about a year ago where they give you these cardboard pieces and you put these things together to like use in conjunction with your Nintendo Switch, like a fishing pole and different stuff. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the announced tables remind me of. They're like the Nintendo Labo version of tables. To make it easier when you're doing the motions with your Switch, you create something that looks like what you're supposed to be using for your Switch remote to sit in. Yeah, kind of. That's basically it. All right. All right. It's plastic. Well, it's cardboard. Yeah. Well, he he, uh, pretends that he's really struggling as he flips it over. Um, 
and buries he really Bobby struggles. Rudy. Braun Strowman really struggles. How heavy are these tables really? You know, need to know. I do. Um, then, so Bray Wyatt apparently told some people, and then they advertised it that we were going to get a new face at the Firefly Funhouse. Who did he I am used to. I don't know. They were advertising it, so he told somebody, <laughs> some a producer, somebody in marketing. Hey, we're gonna have a new face. Production truck. Is that? <laughs> yeah. So they they put that shit out there. Maybe he told Ramblin' Rabbit, and Ramblin' Rabbit sitting back there with a little headset on, like, "Hey, cue the Funhouse." Well, so, yeah, I didn't see him this week. Got to be, you know, queuing up the Funhouse. So maybe whoever whoever puts up the Funhouse is the same person he told. Yeah. Uh, so I'm expecting this very first segment with Bray Wyatt because I'm only used to getting one, maybe two a night of the Firefly Funhouse to be it. Mm-hmm. And in it, what we get is a challenge to Daniel Bryan to come play with Bray Wyatt some more. And apparently the Fiend got his own version of the WWE title because if Bray has one, it's only fair that the Fiend gets his own. And basically it's just the Fiend's mask plastered across a belt. It's really fucking cool looking in my opinion. Some people hated it. I know that it's not a WWE championship that's going to be used and passed around like the smoking skull belt. It's just a prop for the fiend, like the headlamp. So I think it's dope. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I saw the picture, so I'm cool with it. It's fine. Then we get another Firefly Funhouse, and Huskis has just ate his Thanksgiving dinner, and we get a muscle man dance rap where Huskis is rapping, and Bray Wyatt is talking about how Thanksgiving wasn't really the pilgrims and the Indians. It was the humans and the reptilian people. And, dude, just off-the-wall, crazy, fun, ridiculous shit. What? Did he say Indians? I think he said Native Americans, actually. Okay, just making sure. Uh, and then, like I said, we also get the muscle man rap, which was really entertaining. Meanwhile, Daniel Bryan is pacing back and forth and talking to the Miz and talking to Kathy Kelly and everyone wants to know, Hey, Daniel, what are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And when we get to the end of the show, which Travis saw, we will talk more about that. Then we get a promo from, you'll never guess who Travis, like tonight was the night of returns, bro. I'll give you three guesses. Um, well, male or female? Male. Promo from... You said returns. Cesaro. Nope. Seamus. Motherfucker, you did get it. <laughs> I've been waiting on Seamus to come back. That's why. So it's just... We got a Seamus promo. He's coming back. He said basically everyone on the SmackDown roster is a bunch of pussies, and he's coming back to whip some ass. Oh, there's some pussies, but he's been hiding for like a year. He was injured, Travis. Excuses, excuses. Like sickly, deathly injured, and may not have returned, but did. So I don't want his excuses. I want his votes. Then hometown boy, Chicago's own Mustafa Ali defeats Drew Gulak. That's the wrong hometown. Uh, Sasha, what? That's the wrong hometown boy. Who's the right hometown That's boy? Not who the people wanted. 
You who they want. You know who the people wanted. Phil? No, they definitely didn't want Phil. Nobody wants Phil. Really? Are you sure they didn't want Phil? No, they don't they don't they don't like that guy. They they don't chant Phil Brooks every week? Well, they like that Phil. Yeah, they're both Phil Travis. Yeah, I know, but I was specifically pointing out that nobody likes Phil Stosik. Oh, you were talking specifically about the Polish Phil. Yeah, yeah, nobody Polish likes Hammer. Him. Yeah, everybody hates that guy. Okay. But Phil Phil Brooks. Uh Brooks, we all wanted Phil Brooks. We knew we weren't going to get him, but we still yeah. So Sasha and Bailey come out and trash the SmackDown women's division, making their way through everyone on the women's survivor series team. So they get to Lacey. Lacey comes down to respond. Apparently Lacey's a baby face. Now the crowd was even cheering for her Boo. and she Boo. gives Sasha. Huh? Boo. Uh. She knocks Sasha the fuck out and Bailey just stood there and didn't do shit. Damn. That sucks. Didn't have her back or nothing, Travis. Just like, let her girl get knocked the fuck out and was just like, almost like, no, that ain't my friend. I don't know who that is. We're good. Shit. It's fucked up. Then we get Nikki Cross versus Sonya Deville. Nikki Cross defeats Sonya Deville, but Fire in Desire is not having it, so they attack Nikki Cross, and then that music plays. Baby, the bliss is back. Hmm. Cool. Alexa comes down looking only as she can look, gets in the ring, fires off a few shots, sends fire in desire out of the ring. By the way, Travis, I got confirmation. You know I watch Total Divas. You watch Total Divas, yes. Yes. On Total Divas, around WrestleMania, I don't know if you remember that far back, they confirmed on Total Divas that there was supposed to be a lesbian love story between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose that got nixed at the last minute. Hmm. I wasn't crazy, Travis. It was real. It was going to happen. It didn't happen, though. Sonya agreed to it. Mandy agreed to it. Sonya's real-life girlfriend was not happy about it whatsoever. Sonya tried to, hey, it'll be good for, you know, the LGBTQ community and all this, and it's blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, but you're going to be making out with your best friend that you're like, I'm not cool with that. And it was a whole thing. She's but, hot, though. Like, you wouldn't like watching that? Okay, Travis. <sighs> Would you like watching a girl that you were with dating in a – I don't remember the last time you had a serious relationship, but – I don't know, like five years ago when you had a serious relationship, fucking The Rock, would you like to sit in the corner and watch that or watch that on TV or on Pornhub, your girlfriend getting fucked by The Rock? I'm not saying Mandy Rose is The Rock. I'm just saying this is an attractive person mm. that I know you're not going to say The Rock's ugly. It's a thing, though. I mean, but it's The Rock. Kind of just got to eat that shit. ladies and gentlemen we have just created our own smacking a raw cuckold story where the rock comes in and fucks travis's girlfriend and he's just like well it's the rock i guess i can't do nothing about it do you think what do you do what do you do you know 
Whatever you can do. You don't just sit there and let the rock lay the smack down all over your girlfriend's pussy. It really feels like that's one of those things y'all just got to come to an agreement on. Like, like look. The agreement is he's getting a slice of that pie you and you're just, just going to not say finish. shit. Let me finish. Like, because this thing is like, it just, it would never happen. So it's just like, you think about it, you talk about it, like, all right, look, look. If The Rock came along and wanted to lay the smack down on you, would I be upset? I probably wouldn't like it, but it's The Rock, so I let it happen. Just like if Mandy Rose came along and decided she wanted to hop on it, you can't really be mad at me for letting her do it. You know, it's just... It is what it is. Okay. Don't overthink it. Back to the beginning of the show. Dana Brooke is backstage on her phone. Huh? Yeah, Dana Brooke is backstage on her phone. Drake Maverick comes up and says that Thanksgiving is over and it's Christmas season and asks Dana if she knows what its favorite part of Christmas is, then pulls out a mistletoe. Dana's like, don't you have a wife? Then, Travis, from behind them comes Elias, who returns, strumming his guitar. Yes. Oh, he had a guitar. Strumming. So he didn't give up. Strumming his guitar, singing a song for Dana Brooke. So Dana Brooke, as I said, which goes back to my tweet about how Dana Brooke is, uh, you know, a big deal right now, which is why I sent that out to Mojo Raleigh. That's his name. Mojo Raleigh. Yo, yes. That's why I sent it out to Mojo. I was like, because you got Drake Maverick, who's married, trying to get a piece. You got Batista clearly already set up to get a piece in there. and now elias is swooping in trying to serenade her with the guitar and make drake look bad talking shit in the song and then i go on twitter and i see that there is a picture from dana showing that she was facetiming batista and a picture from batista showing that he was facetiming dana while she was there so she was probably texting batista before drake came up with the mistletoe and elias swooped in with the guitar and now I got Mojo dropping some big Black Friday money on her. Here we go. Was Batista naked? Not in the picture. It looked like he was on a plane. He can be naked on a plane. <laughs> There's a snakes on a plane joke there that I'm not even going to try and look for. I was for. hoping that it got there that you would, you know, you... You're a dream. Travis, bro. look what time it is. We got to keep going. I don't fuck anymore, dude. Like, once we win okay. as far over as we win, I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, the, it, it has been a really good episode, though, so it is what it is. <laughs> uh, the New Day issue an open challenge, which is accepted by Sami Zayn on behalf of Shinsuke and Cesaro. New Day win the match. This is where I came in, like, right at the end of this match. So, like... You got anything to say about it? I mean, I... I will never be offended by seeing a new day put on a show. So, okay. Yeah, I didn't see most of that. Oh, uh, yeah, Sammy Sammy talked shit and did some Sammy shit and then we got that match. Um and then Daniel Bryan comes down to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, not only Hold on, Travis. Not only is Sheamus back. Not only is Alexa Black back. Not at, she might have been black too, but we didn't see that. <laughs> she might have been black too, but we didn't see that. Not only is Alexa Black back, <laughs> wow, I'm, okay. Anyway, not only is Alexa back, not only is Sheamus back, not only did Drake Maverick make an appearance 
and Elias return. But you know what else is back? Now go ahead. What's back? The Yes Movement is back. Daniel Bryan has acknowledged the fans that they have brought the Yes Movement back. They have drug it out of him. They have inspired him. And then the Firefly Funhouse plays again, which means this is the third or fourth time we've gotten the Firefly Funhouse. And I'm really loving this thread through the show of Bray Wyatt and his bullshit. He says that he promised a new face. Then the screen shuts off and the lights go out and everything goes red. And then WWE does what WWE does best and teaches AEW how to do a from under the ring attack properly. Bray Wyatt comes up. Daniel Bryan tries to fight him off. But when you're getting raped by a man in a mask, sometimes no matter how hard you fight, he's going to put things in your mouth. And Bray started with his fingers. Then he pulled Daniel Bryan into the hole. And then I told, I looked at Kate. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's, he's getting his dick sucked right now. Yeah, yeah he's skull like. Like, he, when he was down, like, yeah, he's skull-fucking him right now. We know what's happening. And then, once he finished, he went down there and just tore tufts of Daniel Bryan's pubic hair out so you said, and brought them up and presented them. I think it was his face pubes. His face pubes? Yeah, it was his face pubes. Well, until next week, we won't know if it was his pubes, pubes, or his face pubes, really or, or his head pubes. When he was skull-fucking him, he was holding on to his face pubes, and then he pulled him out. Okay. So we didn't technically get a new face unless Bray Wyatt is going to take this pubic hair of Daniel Bryan's and craft a goat and make a goat, the new puppet, on the Firefly Funhouse made of Daniel Bryan's pubes, which I am down for. Or maybe beard. Unless that happens... Huh? We get beardless Daniel Bryan Danielson as the new face. Yes. Well, not. I don't think he'll be the face of the Funhouse unless he finally went back to the yes. Because we've done this whole thing before with like Bray getting Daniel to join him, and then Daniel turning his back on Bray Wyatt and pretending like I don't want to do that again. Go ahead and continue the feud. Don't make Daniel Bryan part of the Funhouse. What's the name of the New Day's podcast again? I forgot. Feel the power, I believe. Keep going. Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay. Got it. So that's, uh, yeah, that was SmackDown. Uh, Daniel Bryan lost either his face pubes or his dick pubes or his head pubes or his dickhead pubes. I don't know how hairy he is down there. I've got to assume from the way he handles the rest of his body hair that it's plausible that all that hair that got ripped out could have been from around his bikini line. Maybe that's, yeah, because, you know, his head and face is covered, but the rest of his body is hairless, except maybe right there. Maybe he has mm-hmm. the ultimate fro right there on his balls. So my boy Bray did him a favor, did a little manscaping. Sometimes you Old school, to. by hand. Don't need no wax. So anyway, Travis, uh, spit or swallow NXT? I'll swallow it. And spit or swallow SmackDown? Yeah, really from what you heard. I, mean, I guess I'll swallow it. Yeah. Okay. What was your favorite show of the week? Yeah, I'll go with Raw. I am too. I enjoyed SmackDown, but... Raw hasn't been good in a long while, so getting a really good show from Raw 
felt good, so I'm I'm gonna give it to Raw this week as well. Uh, I'm swallowing SmackDown. I'm gonna swallow NXT because there was good shit there. Just I was just not in the mood for wrestling on Wednesday when I sat down to watch it. I think that affected my viewpoint of it, so I'm not gonna let that jade it. I had a fucked up Wednesday night, and it shouldn't have been. So, okay. All right, Travis. Anything else you want to talk about, discuss, go over before we close this out? Um, we've well, we talked before about the merchandise store. One thing I neglected to mention, folks, as a part of our launch, we have a sale going on. So use the code LAUNCH at checkout. 25% off. Everything. There you go. Everything. I noticed you didn't. I like I made leggings, like I made a lot of shit, and I feel like everything I made kind of got cut down a little bit. Did you uh trim some of the fat off the yeah, stuff I produced? It was crowding the store, sir. It was crowded. The options are still there, just not all right up front crowding the storefront. Okay. I do want to let you know that last night I was trying to do some promoting on my Twitter at Matt Ritter, that is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And uh I could not get into creationworld.com from my phone. That it said it was not secure and would not let me load it up. I'll check it out then because that should be working. Okay. Just wanted to pass that along to you. But if you don't have the same problem I did or if there is something and Travis gets it fixed, you guys can go to www.creationworld.com. And there you will be able to find links to all of our podcasts in audio form, Twitter's, the Patreon, Teespring, and the merchandise, all of the stuff we have is there in a central location. So all you got to do is go there and click shit, and it'll get you there to whatever you want to do. Judging by Travis's face. Work fine for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll try it again. But if it's not working for you, there's something wrong, though. So I, I got to see what's happening. Yeah. It just it wouldn't load at all. Um. Also, you guys can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creation world. You guys can find just smacking it raw on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. You guys can find Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cuss a lot. That is at SIR underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-T-T. Also, please go to Twitter and follow at creation world, right? At the creation world. The creation world because someone stole your shit. Yeah. So that is T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A-W-O-R-L-D. Yeah. World. And Instagram. And Instagram. Please go there. Give them a follow. And that'll also be the spot to go to if you want to check out Smacking It Raw. It'll let you know when the free version, if you have not subscribed to the Patreon, which you should absolutely go do, Throw me at least five bucks and go get Return to Wrestling early. Listen to me talk shit about Hulk Hogan. Listen to Travis. Enjoy the shitty wrestling that we had to endure in early Nitros and laugh at me and my suffering. It is fun. It is worth spending $5 to get early. But you if you what? can't do that. All of you who, in, who try to enjoy AEW and talk about how great it is, you owe Monday Nitro your AEW, all right? The kind of wrestling that you get is the result of what Monday Nitro did for you. The style that they wrestle is because of Nitro and what they did bringing in that cruiserweight division. You're welcome, even though I didn't have anything to do with it, but still. Also, if you guys go to Patreon, you can just throw in a dollar. 
get a dollar holler. We will shout you out on whatever podcast you would like us to. For just one dollar, get a shout out, get a little promotion. Let us show you some love. Yeah, man. Again, five dollars. You get not just return to wrestling where we talk about WCW. You get butt stuff in space. Or no, I'm sorry, space stuff, right? Space, space stuff. stuff. Yes. And source material. So if you're over at Facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flashy Arrow, or if you're listening to the Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow podcast, and you love comic books, and you wish someone would talk about how these stories tie into what we're seeing on TV in the DC Universe, this is the podcast for you. And it's short, easy to consume episodes. It's not an hour. Kept the first one. The first one ran a little long. But that's, you know, that was new shit. But after that, they all run pretty short, like 20 to 25 minutes. It's not an hour. It's not two hours. But it gets you interested in the comics. And if you're not a comic book guy but, or girl, but you have been watching these shows and you're kind of interested in where the stories came from, this can help you get into them. It can help you find out where the origins came from. And maybe you want to go buy the comic book and check it out. So for $5, you get three new podcasts early. Well. Two podcasts and butt stuff in space. Early. Why you got to make it butt stuff, Matt? There's no butts involved, <laughs> dude. Like, nobody does anybody's butt. I know it's hard. Here's to the, with it's John you and John. <laughs> so the fact that there is no butt stuff with you and John really surprises me. There may or may not be a butt stuff joke in there somewhere, but I don't remember. I don't think so. Point is, you guys get space stuff, which is going to be a fun, entertaining, comedic show from Travis and Johnny Gems Grutius. You guys also get Mara and Travis doing their thing, talking about comics, and you get to listen to me bitch about WCW. It is worth the $5. For $20, you can go behind the scenes, find out all the shit that I said that I didn't know Travis was recording me when I said that might get me in a lot of trouble, or Mara, or John, or things that we did. Who knows? Maybe I got up and my ass crack is showing. Maybe Mara was walking out of the shower naked. You want to see Mara naked? Spend 20 bucks. You might get to see it. I'm not going to tell you you are, but I'm not going to tell you you aren't. You might see the whole fruit Never stand. Know. Who knows? Never know. For $50 on Patreon, you guys get to pick a topic. Let us know what you want us to talk. Also get the behind the scenes. You also get the early access to the three other shows, and you still get your dollar holler for 50 bucks. That's a lot of shit. And if you're like, you know what? If you're like me, because I sat here with my two best friends doing podcasts, talking about stuff that I liked, and I was very pissed off because they didn't want to invite me on and include me in it. It took me three years to get Travis to put me on a, one episode of the creation conversation, but he didn't give me my own podcast, so I can't pitch too much. If you want to come on, you want to make yourself heard, you want to let us know what you think. Are you a super flashy Arrow fan and you want to talk about that? Do you want to come on in the creation world and talk about movies and TV and what you've been watching and play some fun games with those guys because I'm not invited back? No. Or do you want to come here and talk motherfucking wrestling? You can do that. Hell, save it for if Game of Thrones ever returns and we do another hashtag them thrones or Travis in the wild, wild west world or fucking whatever the other one was that i can't remember right now there is no other one <laughs> really i thought there was one more no no that's it oh, okay that was all of them <laughs> point is we I have options if you guys want to come on 
if you guys want to come on and be on a podcast, be heard, try it out, see how you like it, talk shit and make fun of me and Travis, or let us talk shit and make fun of you. $100. Plus you get to pick the topic. Plus you get behind the scenes. Plus you get all of the podcasts a month early. Plus you get your dollar holler on a separate episode. We won't even shout you out on the episode you're on. We'll give you a whole separate one on a different episode. Yeah, man. I will shout you out all fucking month. You can go to Teespring. You can order a Smack and Raw podcast t-shirt. You can order a Super Flash Arrow t-shirt. You can order a Creation World t-shirt. You guys can find us on Pornhub. We are on Pornhub. You can smack it raw and then go listen to Smacking It Raw without having to change the website that you're in. You just go search us. It's Pornhub.com slash users slash Creation World. Guys, we're everywhere. YouTube, audio, Stitcher, Spotify, all that shit. And Show us some love and Facebook. And we did talk about Facebook.com slash Creation World. Yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. And of course, Facebook.com slash groups slash Smack and Raw. We will be doing a tournament very soon for the best manager because that won the poll. And I'm ending the poll eight to seven. I'm not going to tie it and fuck you, Travis. I'll let you have your shit. <laughs> I'll be building that up. So look for that to come. We do chats. I fucked up on Wednesday again. It was a rough night. And everyone in the group's lazy and didn't make their own chat. Apparently, if I don't do it, it's just not getting done. Not the point. You'll learn you guys can around here, man. come join us. Join in our community. It is a very active, fun, chill community. We appreciate it. We want your support. We appreciate your support. And we've got a lot of stuff to give you if you give us that support. So please, in any way, shape, or form, do that. And get some cool shit for yourself or for your family members for the holidays over at Teesprings. Get your girlfriend some Creation World leggings. Get yourself a hoodie or a sweatshirt. Whatever you need. We got it. Go check it out. For Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, on the longest episode of Smackin' Raw I think we've ever done, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are Smackin' It Raw. We are porn stars, and we are that damn good.